Uh, today we're going to get started. We're going to continue our verse-by-verse study. We've been moving through the book of 1 Peter. Uh, we, we come today and, and, and it really brings something to, to mind today. And it's something that, that I see and maybe you see it as well. Uh, I believe today in our culture, uh, in, in the world that we're living, the day and the time that we're living in today, uh, we are missing people of integrity. And I'll tell you, I believe more than that, in the world that we're living in, the culture that we're living in, I believe we're missing men of integrity. And you watch what happens because of that. Uh, it, it really honestly is killing our society. It's messing up our government. It's messing up our homes. It's showing up in our churches. We are missing men of integrity. Integrity, we've talked about a couple times, uh, but integrity really means what is supposed to be there is there. What is represented to be there is there. If I tell you this is an apple, if you go all the way around that apple, what is supposed to be there is there. What is represented to be there is there. That is the concept of integrity. Well, in our lives as men today, uh, we're living in a day when uh, a lot of times we're seeing people that are acting like something is there, but it's not there. And it's really the opposite of integrity. They're, they're acting like something. They're putting out an image. Uh, but what they're representing to be there is not actually there. And that's the day that we live in. And, and really, uh, you could call it a lot of things, but really it's just the, the, the day of a poser. Uh, people today, men today are posers. They want you to think something of them that's not really actually there. I can tell you a whole lot of examples but one of the places that I see it, and I could give you a whole bunch of examples, uh, but one of the, the places I see it today, uh, you ever go to a Little League game these days? Uh, your kid, my sons are about that age. You ever go to a Little League game and watch some of the dads at a Little League game? Uh, they went to the, to the academy, they went to the mall, and they got their Under Armour stuff on, and they got their jogging pants on, and they got their their Under Armour shirt on, they got their cap on, and if they're serious, they got it turned around backwards, and they're, they're marching around, and they're chewing gum, they look like Mike Ditka, and they usually stand around on the, the third baseline, and they're over there, and they're, they're talking uh, to the umpire, and they're yelling at the coach, come on, everybody knows you don't do that, and they're upset with the coach, and they're, they're yelling at some little second grade boy. Uh, all this stuff about this boy. And I, and I always watch that. Here's this guy, and he's marching around, and, and he looks like a, uh, a major league coach. And I sit there and watch that, and I think, I remember you. You weren't worth two cents at anything. In fact, I remember you. You were horrible at everything. But you come across, and their kid thinks, look at my dad and their, their wife, and, and they're putting out this image that's not really there. Uh, they're representing something that's not truly there. And that's just one little, one little sliver. That's the culture that we live in today. Well, today our question for our men's lunch is, when it comes to our Christian walks, could it be said of us, could it be said of you, that we are men, we are people of integrity, or are we just posers? And really, the, 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 probably the deeper question, the better question today is, has your relationship with Jesus Christ actually changed your life? Has your relationship with Jesus Christ changed 
how you live. And this is, this is what we're going to look at today in our verses here in 1 Peter. Are you a man of integrity when it comes to your Christian walk? Has your faith in Jesus Christ actually changed how you live? We're still in chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1. Uh, today we're going to look at verses 17 all the way down to verse 21. Let me start off with verse 17. It says this. If you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth. Listen to that again. If you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay here on earth. And really verse 17 is our focal verse uh, today. If you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work. Be sure what that is saying is this. We address God as our father, acknowledging that he is the one who impartially judges through Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? God is our Father through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus alone gives us the ability to understand God is the one. He is our Father who impartially judges. So what that is saying is this. If you are saved, if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, if by faith in Him God is your Father, if you are saved, then it says this. Conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth. And really that's, that's the point of verse 17. If you're a person who's put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you are saved, then conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth. Now what does that mean? What does that look like? Uh, the, the key word to understanding that is the word fear. Fear means uh, to hold respect. It means to revere. And, and really, if you try to get into what it, what it actually means in context, it is a deeply held respect, a deeply held fear. Now, I was thinking about something that might give us a better understanding of that. If I were to hand you a loaded gun uh, with, with, a, with a shell in the chamber, you know what? You would handle that with fear. You would handle that with a deep respect. If I were to tell you, you know what? This is a 220 and it's live and it's hot, but I need you to go wire up this motor to it. You know what you would do? You would handle that with respect. You would handle that with fear. That's how you would approach it with a deeply held respect. You know what? The Bible's telling us here, Peter's telling us here, if you are saved, you would approach God with a deeply held respect. And sometimes they say, well, I, I'm not sure about that word fear. You know what? It says the word fear. Uh, today there is a movement, and I think it's a, it's a human instinct of ours, where we want God to fit our desire. Uh, we want to make God in our image instead of the other way around. We like to see God the way we want to see God. And I think our human instinct is to bring God down to our level. You know what? He's the man upstairs. And you know what? He's this and, and he's that and God's this. And I understand. And, and we have a deal worked out. Uh, really, you know what the biblical truth is? Our God, there's one true living God. Our God is the creator of all things. Nothing exists that he did not create. 
He is the sustainer of all things. You know what? Without him, all things would dissolve. They would come unhinged and they would pass away. The fact that we're still on earth today is because he is the sustainer of all things. Our God is mighty. Our God is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. Did you know our God doesn't need you and he doesn't need me? Well, hold on a minute. No, our God does not need you. He does not need me. But you know what? He's gracious and he's loving towards you and toward me. And you know what? When we understand that, we approach him with a deeply held fear and respect. Now, what does that look like? In our everyday life, what does that actually look like? What that means is this. As followers of Jesus Christ, if you're truly saved, if you call God your Father, then we live in regard, we live in the view of who God is. And what that means is this. As I go through my life, how I act, how I respond, how I do business, how I would treat my wife, how I would lead my home, every single part of your life, every single part of my life is governed by, is directed by my relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's what it means. You know what? I have a fear of God. Everything that I'm going to do, how I'm going to think, how I'm going to respond, every part of my life is governed by and it's directed by my relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So the question is this. So is that true? Is that true of me? Is that true of you? Is that what has happened in our life? Has our life changed because of our relationship with Jesus Christ? Or are we just posing? Could our Christian walks actually be described as a walk of integrity? Is what is supposed to be there, what is represented as being there, actually there? Following verses back it up and it, say, it says this. Why would our lives change? Why would we live differently? Why would we conduct ourselves in fear and, and, that, and, and deep respect of God? And that's what the following verses go on to describe. I'm going to read verses 18 through 21. Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers... But with precious blood, as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Verse 18 says this, and I want to point this out very quickly. It says your futile way, your futile way, your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers. Something we see here very quickly today, and it's kind of a side avenue, but see this. Your old pattern of life, your old pattern of living outside of Jesus Christ was going nowhere. I don't know that we understand that. Sometimes it looks pretty enticing. Sometimes I think, you know what, I've got a lot of hope stacked up. Your life outside of Jesus Christ, your old lifestyle, your old pattern of living, the Bible says is absolutely worthless. Be sure and understand this today. If you get the job that you've always wanted, 
And you know what, if I could ever get this job and if I got the right education to get this job and, and I got all the breaks and I, and I got this job or if I create the business and all these things fell into place and I was able to build this business, if you get the career you've always wanted, if you're able to get the wife that you've always wanted, you know what, if I could have her for a wife, if you're able to make all the money that you could ever make and, and I got my account stacked up with money, if you're able to have all the stuff that, that you think would make you happy and the right cars and the right stuff and the right trips, if you get all all the stuff that would make you successful and you're the guy that actually says I pulled it off outside of Jesus Christ it means absolutely nothing do you understand that outside of Christ if you pull it off it is absolutely for nothing I was thinking today about Donald Trump evidently he's pretty divisive today but I was thinking about Donald Trump he is a billionaire his wife is a supermodel. His old house is Trump Tower. His new house is the White House. He is the President of the United States. It seems if you were ever to make a list of what success looks like, it would look like in every box he would have it checked off. Now let me just tell you, I don't suppose to know his heart. I'm not going to tell you I'm his judge that I know his heart, but I do know this. One day Donald Trump will meet Jesus Christ. And if he hasn't called him his Lord and professed him as his Savior, he will realize on that day, you know what? I have messed up big time. All of that doesn't matter if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. What's well, the same way for us? Our old ways, the world values that we used to chase after, the things we thought were priorities are absolutely empty and meaningless outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me get back to our message here. Our lives are to be different. That's the point. If we're saved, then we conduct ourselves in fear during our time of stay here on earth. Why would we do that? Why would I conduct myself with fear during the time of my stay here on earth? I want you to listen again to verses 18 through 21. I'm going to back up and read 17. Conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Listen to me today. Why would you conduct yourself in fear during the time of your stay on earth? It is because you have been bought back. It is because a price was paid for you and you have been redeemed and you've been forgiven and you've made right with the holy God and you've become his child and he has become your father not because of a price that was paid in gold and not because of a price that was paid in silver or anything the Bible says from this world. It is because God saw you and he saw your hopelessness and he saw your, your works weren't going to be able to save you. And he even saw your rebellion and yet he loved you anyway. And the verse tells us, and so he paid the price in his own son's blood. Do you understand that? You're redeemed. You have a, a relationship with the Holy God. You're able to call him Father because the blood of Jesus Christ ran down the cross of Calvary to purchase you back. 
the song says, Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. Another song says, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain and he washed it white as snow. You want to know why we would walk as men of integrity? You know why we would live a life that has changed? It's because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Our life is different because of Jesus Christ. Question is this. Will we then exist as men of integrity? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for you. I praise you. I worship you because you paid a price for me. I earned a debt I could not pay. Not one thing I could do. The, the best I could muster up was but filthy rags in your sight. I knew the right thing. I did the wrong thing. I knew what I ought to do. I didn't do it. I rebelled against the holy God. I turned against your love and I rebelled against you, but you love me. And your love wasn't conditional upon what I did and what I said. It wasn't conditional upon me holding up to some set of rules. Your love was everlasting. And in your grace, in the fullness of time, when the time was right, you sent your only son. And he came, he lived a life without sin because I couldn't. And he came and he died on a cross in my place. And his blood runs out as the unblemished lamb of God. And he purchased my redemption. It doesn't end there. The Bible says that in the power of God, he was raised from the dead. And he exists now as our Lord, as our master, as our reigning king. And I just tell you today, I'm thankful that you love me that much, that you loved us that much. And yes, we hear some of us have put our faith in Christ. I pray that everything would change with that decision. We're a new creation in Christ, but we still have the mental capacity to choose every day where we're going to go, what we're going to do, who we're going to follow. Help us to look like our Savior, Jesus Christ. We come today and we praise you. I pray for the men here. Our hope is in you. Our peace is in you. Our future is in you. I pray that, that we would leave here with a, with a renewed commitment to look like Jesus. Help us in that. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you. We submit this to you. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.